Welcome to AM Best Audio. Make no mistake about it, emerging risk is the hallmark of the ENS insurance sector. I'm John Weber for AM Best TV, and we're at the WSIA conference in San Diego, and we have a terrific panel today to discuss emerging risk. They are Sean Holman, Chief Underwriting Officer, Ironshore Property, Mike Kerner, CEO, Munich Re Specialty Insurance, and David Blades, Associate Director, Industry Research, AM Best. And Mike, we're going to start with you today. What emerging risks would you say insurers are keeping an eye on? John, thank you very much for the opportunity to join the panel today. Uh, we have a number of things that are out there that, as you rightly say, the surplus lines industry has been dealing with in, in the emerging risk area. Uh, for us, from our perspective, really top of the list is inflation, something that's been uh, not in the industry for really decades now and that we're dealing with this year and trying to keep up with inflation, the impact inflation has on the various risks that we're taking and that our, our clients have. So that's, that's a, a key risk for sure. Uh, we are keeping a very close eye on climate change, the impact that that has on all of the various catastrophes that are taking place in North America and around the world and making sure that we uh, keep our risk management, pricing and risk selection in line with what we think is happening on the climate change side. And the thing that I think is going to be emerging over the next few years is what comes out of the pandemic with social inflation. And we were seeing social inflation clearly before the pandemic. The court system slowed down a bit over that period of time. As things pick up to pace again, are we going to see the impact of social inflation on our particular casualty business? And Sean, Mike mentioned climate risk. Can you expand on that, how big of a risk that is? Yeah, so the capital in the insurance industry is not interested in surprises, right? And we've seen a lot of surprises in the last couple of years. Let's take the the, the storms in uh, the winter storms in Texas uh, were quite significant. We've seen severe convective storms increase significantly, and you know we're right in the middle of a hurricane season. Thank God it's been a good one, but it, you know it could turn around uh, on a dime. Uh, so those are issues that we look at as 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 an industry uh, in in terms of having the right capital to address those risks and and. Um, the price of risk is 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 made up of the supply demand, and the, certainly the demand is, is is going up, and the supply is going down because of that risk currently in the industry. Yeah, I think just picking up on that, I think if you look, you know, insurers are really looking at things over the longer term horizon when you're thinking about um, those type of climate risk. And if you looked at, for example, secondary perils and the, the losses that they have uh, caused for the industry over, let's say, the last 10 or 15 years, the trajectory in terms of secondary perils um, and the losses that are emanating from those kinds of causes, convective storms, wildfires, have been increasing um, significantly and even more so than, and, than just some of the other natural casts that we've been seeing. So again, insurers are you know, well attuned to that. They're putting more resources into what needs to be done to manage, manage that more effectively. Um, obviously, the modelers play a big part in that in terms of um, improving the models and, and getting, you know, even tighter in terms of the information so that underwriters can make better decisions. So I think definitely from that standpoint, you know, secondary perils, even within climate risk is, is definitely something that's top of mind for a lot of insurers. Yeah. And I think that secondary perils is almost an antiquated phrase. I think that these are just all primary perils now and they're becoming more and more important for us to understand in depth and be able to model and underwrite to appropriately. 
How about cyber risk? David, is that still an emerging risk, or as much as things are changing? I think I'd, I'd almost call, call it a uh, continuing evolving risk as opposed to an emerging risk, but I think definitely when you look at the, the cyber threats that are out there, what, you know, what we've seen, you know, even just in recent years in terms of ransomware attacks and just the, the breadth of the different types of threats that are being presented that um, companies and, and therefore their insurance companies have to deal with both on a primary side and on a reinsurance side, there's no question that cyber liability uh, and cyber security, excuse me, is, is very much um, an evolving risk and, and more and more resources have to be um, devoted to figuring out what needs to be done to, again, get your arms around those risks and, you know, take a preventative measures so that insureds can better prepare themselves and better protect themselves uh, from the cyber risk. But I, I don't think there's any question that that's a continually evolving risk. And I think companies, you know, you'll, specialty commercial companies in particular, you know, are definitely looking at that. You, if you think of, you know, another, another evolving risk like something like telemedicine, which obviously in the last few years since the pandemic, you know, obviously <coughs> the utilization of telemedicine has increased markedly, um, probably three or fourfold. But with that, it brings a lot more risk in terms of from a cyber perspective. So again, that's an evolving risk in and of itself, an emerging risk in and of itself. And I think it, it just brings to fore more uh, in terms of what the cyber li liability and cybersecurity aspect uh, of that. You know, again, it's, it's continuing uh, to evolve and it's definitely still um, on the minds of insurance companies. And, and again, like I said, reinsurance companies as well. I mean, cyber is really a catastrophic risk at this point. It's not. Uh, it's not a, a single uh, risk for an insured. It's across. We could have a loss that affects the entire you know, the grid, and that means that all carriers are looking at it at a single loss occurring across all portfolios. So that's a, a big significance of of the cyber piece in terms of it actually is a cat risk that uh, that we we now face. So, Mike, what are the risks that are out there that you're keeping an eye on that you never even dreamed of when you started your career? Well, uh, there's, there's quite a few things that have happened over my career that have evolved in the insurance business and, and often around risk. So, we, you know, we've been talking about cyber risk. You know, when, when I started my career, the biggest cyber risk that I had was dropping the punch cards that we had that we had to load into the computer and not be able to re reassemble them in the correct order to get the computer thing to run. That was cyber risk. Of course, what we're looking at now is very, very different thing than that. If you look at 50 years ago, there was no such thing as DNO insurance. You look at 30 years ago, there was no such thing as employment practices liability insurance. So our industry has always evolved to deal with the risks that are coming out of either technology, the way we do business, the way we live. Uh, all of these things have, have always been top, top and foremost in mind. So, you know, what are some of the things that are out there right now that I look forward and I say, well, this could be a risk going forward? There's a lot of talk about what's going on in the metaverse. Do activities that you do in the metaverse, uh, I've never been in the metaverse myself, but if it, do activities in the metaverse actually create liabilities or risks that people need to buy insurance for? And how would we solve those? Uh, we probably will wind up having personal hovercraft at some point in time. So what is the risk associated with that relative to riding in, along in a regular car? So what, what's the future going to bear? It's very hard to say. But one thing you can say for sure is that the insurance solutions for it will develop in the wholesale and surplus market. It will develop with the people that are at this conference right now, because that is the place where the innovation takes place. That's where people start to experiment with things. That's where people try to solve problems on new things. And so I have a lot of confidence that the insurance industry will respond to all those things. What it is exactly, we will find out. 
maybe a little more mundane than the metaverse and hovercrafts, is that what you said? Hovercrafts, yeah. exactly. Um, I, I think, a, I don't know if it's emerging risk, but it's a risk that is real uh, and, and present right now in the property space is, is proper valuations. Um, with inflation, uh, the drive to get accurate values has really, uh, is, is, is top of mind with any underwriter when they're talking to their clients. And getting accurate valuations sort of is, is the basis of underwriting your risk and then pushing that risk up through the organization all to include reinsurance, risk, uh, risk appetite, and then the treaty reinsurers are also looking at the accuracy of the valuations that the insurers are having. So this is something I deal with every day. Every account that comes in, we look at how are the valuations. We run them to see if they're accurate. If they're not, we'll charge proportionately what it should be, and then we try to push to get the values correct. And you know, we talk to our reinsurers, and our reinsurers want to make sure that we have our values correct. As I said, it is a top of mind uh, uh, with our clients and really is going to uh, be impactful as we move forward. In, in like the life sciences area, all a lot of the new, you know, you know, we, you, you read on your phone all the time, you know, all these new medical advents, whether it's you know types of equipment, you know, or new types of medicines, all those kinds of things, things that you, you might not have ever thought about. Um, insurance solutions are going to be needed for the risk that might be inherent risk that might be associated uh, with some of those tools and some of the, those things. You know, again, the companies that manufacture those tools, the company that manufactured those medicines. And so I, I think some of those things, they're changing rapidly. It's a very dynamic part of the, um, you know, of, of our market space. But I think, you know, life sciences and some of the risks that are associated with that are also some of the things I probably never thought of, you know, years ago. But I think we're now seeing some of those things. And, and uh, to Mike's point, I think definitely solutions for those risks are going to come from the wholesale and, and, and especially marketplace and from surplus lines insurance companies. It'll be interesting to see. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sean Holman, Mike Kerner, and David Blades. From the WSIA conference in San Diego, I'm John Weber for AM Best TV. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.